I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Welcome back to Beyond the Goals podcast. This is episode number 69 and I am talking to Neo Kama about creating impactful brands that are authentic to our character, our life story and our mission. Neo is an award-winning Los Angeles-based self-taught multidisciplinary designer. She works with boutique wellness, lifestyle and beauty entrepreneurs to create thoughtful and compelling brands. Neo is passionate about bringing in entrepreneurs' creative vision to reality and empowering founders to create a brand they love and are proud of. Having run a successful design business for the last 10 years, she understands the roller coaster ride that most entrepreneurs go through. Her previous marketing roles ensured that Neo learned the importance of storytelling and being able to reach an audience with effective communication. In today's episode, Neo helps us understand how we can create a beautiful brand that tells our story and captures the interests of our ideal clients on the strength of that story, but in an open, honest, and compelling way, while remaining faithful to our life and business mission. So let's dive in. So first of all, Neo, thank you so much for making time and for being a part of the show. I'm so, so thrilled to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's a pleasure to be here and I'm excited to dive a little deeper into all of these um, conversations and topics. Yeah, great. Do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want to share a little something about who you are and what you do, just in case our audience is not already familiar with your work? Yes, absolutely. So I am a designer, um, a kind of multidisciplinary designer. I live in LA. Um, I've been here for the last three years, just about. Um, And I have a quite interesting background into design. I wasn't what would be considered as particularly artistic when I was younger. Um, I was fairly good at like maths and science. And so that was the track that I was supposed to sort of be following in. At some point, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. And then I was like, just because I, I'm good at chemistry or biology doesn't mean that I want to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I had I did a law degree. It was like, I definitely also don't want to be a lawyer. Um, and then I just did like a load of different jobs, all kind of within the marketing sphere, like PR and marketing, working with different brands. And it was at a time, actually, it was before kind of, you know, everything exploded in the digital world. There was no Instagram at the time. I think Facebook was just sort of coming up. Um, and I just loved exploring that part of it. And on the side, I did a, a kind of short sort of graphic design course. Um, right. Just Yeah, really loved the idea of like how to bring brands to life. Um, you know, what does this mean? What does, you know, the, like, why do we buy into certain brands in particular? Um, I was working at a modeling agency and it was a kind of modeling agency and actors agency. And at that time it was kind of the start of like, oh, actually, rather than just having a model, we're gonna actually have an actor because we want more of a personality to be the front and the face of our brand. So I could see the evolution of like how branding was taking on more of like a persona. Um, So yeah, I think I just kind of dived into it at that point. Um, I was doing it on the side. A friend was like, oh, can you help me with my website? He was a um, amazing, fashion photographer 
Um, and so we created this website and from that, I just got so many word of mouth referrals. And yeah, I, that was basically how I sort of like dived into the world of design. And it gave me the opportunity to travel because I could work remotely. Um, so I moved to Shanghai for a short while and then Hong Kong. Um, and yeah, just being able to kind of like bounce about and now I'm in LA, but yeah, that's kind of, that's the basis of, you know, how I started and how, where I got to. Um, and I will say, actually, I think that the track that I did, it was very, I mean, cause the course that I did was super simple. It was basically like, what are the basics of using Photoshop? Um, but a lot of my knowledge and a lot of the, um, it, you know, how I approach each project comes from a lot of the stuff that I learned while I was work, working in those marketing roles. Um, and it was really learning like, oh, marketing is very much about like, how do we communicate with our audience? And design is that as well. It's like solving a problem through design. And I think where I'm slightly different and I, not so much now, but definitely earlier on in my career, um, a lot of people would say to me, oh, you have a really interesting approach. And I'd be like, yes, it's, you know, it's definitely about making it look amazing, but it's also needs to be intentional and needs to have a function. We need to know what it is that we're communicating to this audience, it's not just as simple as I'm going to design a really beautiful logo. Um, so yeah, that's I took all of that information, put it all together with like a design aesthetic, and here I am a few like what ten years later. Yeah, that's a fascinating, <laughs> fascinating journey. Uh, yeah. So what today? What we were we are talking about maintaining authenticity as we develop conscious brands and work personas, and I think you are after hearing the journey that you've had, I think you're uniquely qualified to comment on this subject because I can't, would it be okay for me to say that it was you trying to find your, like the place that felt very natural to you in the order of things that brought you to this world? Absolutely. I think, um, I don't know, finding, I mean, I, I want to say finding your purpose, but it's, it can be a tricky thing. You know, I think as we're all younger and we're all conditioned to think in a certain way. I mean, at the time, as I say, like, you know, so many of my friends had very corporate, good, solid jobs. And my job was definitely looked at as like, is it a hobby? Like, what is it that you do? <laughs> you go and sit in a cafe and like work? Like, what does that mean? Which is so weird now, like, you know, so many years later where that is, the, you know, everybody's an entrepreneur and everyone has their own brand. But definitely time when I was doing it, it was sort of unheard of. Um, I had a few friends who were freelancers, but they were like few and far between. And you you have to really want something if you're pushing up against a lot of those barriers of like what you should be doing. And I think because I let it kind of develop organically, I really kind of tuned into what comes really naturally to me. Um, and what you know intuitively speaks to me as well as a designer i think that's how i was able to find my footing um like relatively solidly especially without any kind of educational design background yeah wonderful so you've really gone through your bases by now i think you made a choice that was wasn't so universally accepted but you stuck mm -hmm. to your choice and you continued with it despite yeah. the sort of the disapproval or the doubt that must have come at you so yeah. I appreciate that I mean I really I some was disapproval for sure but I think it was more just not knowing as I say like it was yeah. before Instagram it was before like everyone was talking about brands I mean you know most people kind of associated brands as like the big ones you're talking like Coca-Cola and like 
Apple, Mercedes, and then like the big luxury fashion brands, but you didn't have these kind of smaller, um, you know, consumer brands that you now have that like, you know, really kind of tune into people's values and stuff. So it was just a completely different atmosphere. Yeah, but that lack of established industry um, setup must have caused a lot of fear in you as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, it's I mean, it's still hard now, you know, you, if you work for yourself, if you're a freelancer, or you have your own business, you know, you, you're kind of at the whim of everybody else a little bit because you know times are hard like you know at the moment times are a lot harder people are cutting back often those are the type of things um yeah. people cut out also like the you know every, everything has changed too I, I get a lot of people who are like oh but why do i need a designer i can go onto canva and create something just like that and so it's most of the time as well there's a lot of fear within you but you almost the one thing that I say to any young designer is that often as a designer, it's not just about doing the work. It's also about educating your potential clients or your potential audience as to the value that you're going to be bringing to every project. It's yeah. not a case of just putting something on paper. There's so much thought um, and so much time and energy that goes into all of these things. And I think if you stay true to that, as much as there's the up and down of the freelance life, um, you will like persevere yeah no absolutely because uh even like the digital world is beginning to saturate a little bit there is so much competition so if you want to mm -hmm. distinguish yourself from the next person and the person after that and every other person that's competing with you your brand and how you're represented through your website through your ig page through your podcast cover art through every little bit of it is how you're going to do that that's how you are going to create a distinct personality for the benefit of someone who has never met you is probably never going to meet you but may work with you so no definitely branding has its place look I was in the same place initially when my uh, business wasn't so established I was in the same place mm -hmm. like I, I can't possibly and of course if you want to work with a really good designer like yourself you it's an investment it is definitely an investment so I didn't, I didn't see the value in it. I was like, no, I'll just do it myself. I have Canva, I've got Elementor, I'll do it myself. But dude, it is not the same thing. What a professional designer with years of experience will do for you, you cannot do that for yourself. It's like me having someone say to me that I can empower myself. I don't need you to coach me through building my confidence, through building my self-worth. Well, if you could do it yourself, you probably would have done it. What Maybe, yeah, you can do it, but maybe you just need a little refinement to the process, a little less time investment and a little less energy investment and someone perhaps to also hold your hand through that process. 100%. We can do everything ourselves. That's I, I truly believe that. I truly live my life by that belief. But sometimes what we need is that, you know, that little factor of oomph, that little extraordinary elements added to it that only someone with a lot of experience can give us yes I'm sorry I interrupted you you were saying something oh no 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 I 100% agree and you said something that that you know rings true to me it's also you know when you have your own brand whether it's a product um, you know you have a product offering or a service offering you're essentially asking people to invest in you yeah and I think if your audience doesn't see you investing in yourself you have to ask yourself but why should they invest in me if I'm not willing 
to invest in myself and like put my best foot forward and I'm not advocating for anyone to you know go into debt to like hire a yeah. uh, designer or anything like there are some incredibly amazing tools available now that you know weren't there before and so I'm all for like you know DIYing as much as you can um, but what I often say to people and I you know I get this a lot with clients that come to me they're often very scared about sharing their budget you know there's always this like push and pull yeah and they want to know what your rates are and it's like well you know I can give you some rates but I don't even I hate to approach a project like that for me every project is bespoke it's individual everyone has different needs yeah um, so I want to approach it with that same mindset of like I want to create something a proposal a design process around what it is that you need as opposed to just like creating this very generic package across and if you share your budget with me even if it's low we might get to a place where i can still assist it could be something where it's a console or it could be i can help with like you know recommending someone else who's at a um, earlier place in their career but you just sometimes need to have as you say like a voice or just like a feedback loop of some sort to know that you're on the right lines yeah. because the other thing that i see is a lot of people don't invest a lot but they do invest something which is you know it still counts and they go through two or three years and then they have to get to a point where they have to rebrand and start completely from scratch because what yeah. they had and so it, it can be that that initial investment was wasted whereas they could have shared a little bit more and like understood the process and create and like we could have created a brand together that they would be able to grow into it might not be as extensive a process as like you know what a branding process could be but you're now at a point two three um three years later to elevate that a little bit more and work with the same designer and like you know grow your brand even further so i think that would be my advice of like yeah don't be scared to share what you want to invest and don't be um don't be closed off to getting expert advice. Like it's not about what it looks like. It's about what the design, like what value is that going to add to your business? Like that's how you should be looking. Yeah, absolutely. Investing in a branding process or, you know, custom website or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And now that we like have some idea of the criticality of the process and what it can do for your growth going forward in whatever, mm -hmm. you know, speciality you've chosen. May I ask like for people to understand, because we're talking about creating authentic brands when really, when we are online, we're spinning stories all the time, right? Like I would, mm -hmm. I, I like to believe that I'm fairly candid. I have, I am, I don't like to embellish because I'm so, mm -hmm. so scared that it's going to unravel on me. So <laughs> I don't <laughs> embellish. But even so, I do like clean out my stories. I share parts that are going to motivate people, that are going to make them feel good about themselves, that are going to make them, yeah, feel good about investing in me, of course. So there mm -hmm. is that degree of sort of work done on your story. But it's not entirely yeah. dishonest, but there is, like a debate that can be had, but how just how authentic people are, and especially with every all the controversial shit going on on Instagram and with everything else of scammers online and all of that going on. Like the world, mm -hmm. it's hard to tell the reality apart from, you know, what is essentially just this fantasy that has been created for the benefit of this person who's trying to pander to perhaps some sort of 
ideal life you've always wanted in your head and they're just selling it to you so that you invest with them a lot of that has also been done so let me ask you how do Mm -hmm. you approach each individual project that comes your way considering that there is also a marketing element to it absolutely and i mean you're right we do clean up everything that is essentially my job of like how do i present this in the best way possible but for me that's why every project is a collaboration i you know it's not like someone comes to me you know delivers says like i want you to do my logo and then like goes away and then i present them with a finished project it's like it's a really involved thing where you have to work really closely with the the client, um, they know their business more than anyone else is going to know their business. And I need to tune into that. Like I want to, you know, what can I capture that? What is that intangible quality that maybe they have um, that I can somehow showcase through design so that it feels unique and authentic to them? Um, We also have to be thinking about who is their audience and like, how is it going to resonate with them? But I think often the most successful brands are just like naturally authentic. I think it's almost something you don't, I don't think you necessarily have to work to work towards. You just have to be very true to yourself. Um, and I get it. It's really hard. People expect perfection. Like, you know, I mean, even the audience, the audience can turn on you very, very quickly yeah. for yeah. like a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I get it. There's a lot of kind of trepidation of like, oh, but should I share this or should I not share this? Or like, how do I keep it authentic? But how do I also keep some sense of privacy? And like, this is a brand. Um, I think that's the key thing to differentiate. Like you are not your brand, even if you have a personal brand, like it's still a personal brand. It's it's not like you don't have to think that it's just about you in that brand it is something that you're putting out into the world and it is an offering that you're giving but i think if you are kind of true to what your purpose is true to you know being of service whether you're a coach or whether you are providing a you know solution for um like a product solution of some sort i think if you're true to those factors how it's presented and how it's packaged up doesn't mean it's less authentic it just means that we're trying to attract the right people so that they know that this product is for them right so we have to be mindful of our target audience we have to be mindful of like keeping that element of integrity in the sense where the audience also gets to know the person the brand like as to what this brand is actually about. But I still have to ask, like, when you're at the discussion stage, when you are deciding, so what is this going to look like? How do, does the designer want to go? Like, the, what is the designer suggesting? What the person, the client wants? What, according to you, are the elements that are leading the way? Like, as in, do you focus more heavily on what you're trying to project or more heavily onto what is in reality the story that the person has actually left the client it's the story because you can only project to a certain degree right. if you're trying to project a story that isn't there it's not gonna it's just not gonna read well like you have to work within what you have and as i say it, it's about kind of elevating that storytelling to a place like that's how i see my role it's not to create a story for someone it's not to create a brand for someone in that way of like, oh, this person doesn't have a great idea or this person doesn't um, doesn't have a good product or they're gonna sell something that they shouldn't be selling to people, it doesn't work. Like I always try and work with people who have 
um, a lot of integrity around that. And to be honest, I've, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I, I've had a client where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure what it is that they're selling and I'm not going to like go ahead with it. I've never come across that. I think obviously we hear about all the terrible stories, but on the whole, I think as humans, we most people are just trying their best yeah. to do what they can. Um, so I kind of lead with that in mind. And yeah, as I say, you want to lean into what people already have, because if you're trying to pick out stories from something else at some point or another, it's just going to fall flat. Like there's yeah. no longevity in that. There's no substance in that. So in terms of approaching a project and like what leads you, it differs from projects to projects. Some projects you really have to kind of concentrate on who's the audience. If you're selling something to someone, you have to think about why would they buy it? And that's what we're thinking about. But if it's more of a personal brand, if it's a service offering, then again, we have to think about the audience, but we also have to think about the person who's gonna be fronting that com that brand, that personal brand or that um, service offering and what's gonna make them most confident in putting themselves out there. There is that element to it too. Um, so it it varies, but as I say, like we lean into what there is as opposed to trying to like take things from outside and bring it in. It doesn't, I think often it just means that after a while, it's just not gonna be as seamless because the story can't continue. Like, you know, the, the yeah. substance and the foundations aren't there. Yeah, no, that, that's, that makes sense. But you said that you try to work with people who have a lot of integrity, so, like this is not exactly um, an alien idea that people do fake a lot of the stuff they put online, right? I understand refining your what you're putting out there. I understand perhaps even embellishing a little just to you know uh, put forth uh, bits and pieces of your character that may not come out in your story yet, but that you do feel like you have and that you can offer the client. But what I don't understand, like where... Like, this is a fine line that you have to walk, right? It's a balance. That's what I'm trying to understand here. Why does that happen? How do you be careful that as you're creating your brand, you walk that fine line and you walk it with a lot of integrity and you be very clear about what you're actually putting out there and who you really are? Yeah, I like I hear you. Also, at the moment, there is just so much, you know, I think every I feel like every week there's like a new story or a new documentary or a new series about someone that scammed someone else. Um, it definitely feels like it's, it's it. There's also like, I mean, not to take it too far away from what we're talking about, but there's also like Silicon Valley where you know that people are raising like millions yeah. and billions of dollars yeah. on the basis of really not much. And I think I often, I work with a lot of female, um, founders and I think this question often comes up with, with women in particular, where they're like, oh, I can't say that, or like, I haven't done that, or, you know, this doesn't feel, I don't think I'm as good as that. And I think what I see a lot is women often undersell themselves. There is definitely that thing of like, we ha as women sometimes have been conditioned to believe that we are less than. So I think often, I think if you're working in this arena and you're working with a lot of different clients, like as a brand expert, as a strategy expert, as a copywriter, it can be in our minds often to be like, no, you know, put this forward. Like you can say this, you can do this. Like, even if it's not exactly, that's the, that's the thought process. And I, as I said earlier, that's why it's a collaboration. Um, you have to work together with the client and at some point meet in the middle. We as a kind of brand expert or like 
you know, within that field are trying to allow you to put your best foot forward. I get it. There are so many stories of the scammers, but actually I think if you think about how many different brands there are, how many different companies there are, like even before the internet like blew up, just like, you know, as we were growing up and our, our parents were growing up, the, you know, the little shop on the, at the end of the road or like, you know, the mom and pop shop, like branding brands, service offerings they've been around forever and yes now it does feel like there's a lot of like fake brands or scammers but i think it's actually less than we think it is it's just that those ones really do come to the fore and as i say i think you have to you have to stay as close as you can to your integrity to your values every brand um, every founder has to do that as well um, every service provider even if you're just on even in like your personal Instagram feed, what you're projecting out to just your friends and family. I think it's important that we all try and keep to that authenticness. Because as I say, you, there's no longevity because at, you, you can only fake it to a certain point. At some point, you're not going to be able to fake it. Like someone's going to find out or you, it's just going to be so hard for you to keep up that facade. And, you know, as I say, I think the majority of people are just trying to do their best, trying to make a living, trying to solve a problem for a few people. And I think if you kind of try and come from that mindset, it helps you kind of go about your your day-to-day <laughs> job, of like creating these beautiful brands, which yes, we do live in a society which overconsumes, but that's kind of where we are at the moment. I think we just all have to try and do our best, scale back where we can, work with brands where you if you have the ability to like turn down certain jobs like you're privileged enough to be able to do that then do that like you know try and keep to your integrity but also if you're not privileged enough and you need to you need that to survive you need that to look after the people around you then just try and even if you do have to take on that job where you feel like it's a bit of a gray area just try and stick to you know stay away from the darkness as much as you can right no that makes sense and Do you think having clarity, that is what helped me, having a lot of clarity around what I'm offering, what I'm trying to create. I know a lot of like uh, business coaches try to get their students to do that. So do you think that 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 is something that would help you avoid those mistakes that can very quickly snowball uh, in the design process as well? For sure. And I I mean, usually because it's budget related, people always want to skip that part of the process of like, no, actually, we need to like really kind of you know, dive deeper, figure out what is your messaging? Why, like, how do you stay authentic to what it is that you're trying to do? I think that's the thing. You can only pretend to be someone else for for such a limited amount of time. So it's in your interest as a, like, you know, as a new brand or as a company owner or, you know, having a, an offering to stay true to that. Because as I say, like, you know, you're just, you're just getting loads of rope basically to then like ruin your business um, ultimately if you can't deliver. I think the thing is, yes, it's not about necessarily you not being good enough. It's more to do with the fact that it's just so noisy at the moment. Like it's just so hard to, you know, see through anything. Like you're just bombarded with images every single day. And what we're doing is, it's not about saying that you just as your most basic self as like you know however you present yourself when you wake up in the morning it's not about saying that that's not good enough 
it's just about preparing you for the world that you're about to go into mm. because yeah. that world is tough it's like pretty ruthless if you don't filter through that noise then like you're just not going to be able to authentically serve the people that you want to serve so that's how i see it it's not necessarily that i'm not saying that nobody's good enough i'm just saying we just want to ensure that you can like almost put your armor on essentially and go out into the world and serve the people that you want to serve and the other thing that we're doing is making sure that the people who are looking for what it is that you are you know creating or offering know that it's for them because if you are walking past a shop uh, or like I mean just think about it in the sense like this is what the internet is it is like storefronts essentially yeah and if you were walking past somewhere and it's just like a black box and you have no idea what's going on there how do you know to go in right and it's not saying that like the inside of it is is bad or it's not good enough it's just that we don't know what's happening in there so we wouldn't know to go in and so we're just projecting out into the world to show that there is this amazing thing inside this is amazing offering there's this amazing person and we're just making sure that we know that you are for the audience that you want to be for and that's what it's about i don't think it's like hiding who you are does that make sense it's just more about projecting it out yeah that absolutely makes sense thank you so much for sharing that, I stand corrected on this because your uh, way of looking at it, at it is, I think, healthier, and I think it would help a lot of people. Because I remember when I had my photo shoot um, for the the photos that are on my website right now, I insisted mm-hmm. that I'm gonna wear jeans and shirts, I'm gonna wear clothes that I wear around the house, and so I'm gonna be like very authentic and very true to myself. My hair is gonna, I'm not gonna straighten my hair. My hair is gonna be curly, and my mm-hmm when I consulted my friend over this and she is in the business as well, she's like, the first thing that stands out about you is that you're fierce, but your photo uh, photo shoot is that of a nice girl. Like she's sweet. (laughs) And I was just so stubborn the whole time. Like, no, but this is who I really am. That is how I look when I'm working. And he's like, what the fuck does that even matter? (laughs) Why? (laughs) But now I get it. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think the other really important thing to remember is there is no right way. There are different parts. Yeah, I'm beginning to see that. Yeah, there are different ways to do things. Some people, absolutely. Uh, you know, I have a friend who's like, yeah, on my, my Instagram, as much as she works with like lots of corporates and, you know, whatnot, but her Instagram is authentically her. There will be moments where, yes, she's like, you know, really dressed up, looking very professional, but there's other moments of her where she's like on the beach having fun, having a cocktail. And some people will be like, I can't do that and project that to to you know potential clients and i get that a hundred percent and some people are like no if i'm working with a particular person i want to know i want them to know that i have all of these different sides to me and i don't think either of those are right or wrong i think it's just a different way we have different personalities we have you know we've got different brands different offerings so of course there's not going to be like this way is the right way that way is the wrong way i think it's just important to take advice when it's given if someone's a professional like really do listen to that and then also listen to your gut and decide is that you know which one works but what i do think is important because that's something that you touched upon is like don't fight i think don't think that you want to fight like the branding process right because you feel like it's inauthentic because i think that is and that happens a lot there's a lot of people like but why do i need this and it's like it's not about you we're not saying as i said it's not about saying that you're not good enough as you are it's just to project 
out as much as we can. You know how before it was like before someone makes a decision to purchase something, they need to see the brand like seven times or eight times. That was what it was yeah, a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. So if you're thinking about that and you're thinking that you know someone has to see this like so many different times before they remember or they think they're going to go and purchase or they're going to you know reach out or like they're going to follow and if they're seeing like a slightly different image each time without a running theme through that then they're not it's not going to be 20 something times it's going to be like 20 some like you know 20 times times five because they're seeing five different right. versions without that theme and that's what branding does it just really allows you to put yourself out there seamlessly, consistently, so you can keep building equity with potential clients. Um, yeah, that's how I see it. Putting on a bit of armor, making sure that people, you know, actually understand who it is. You th Also, the other thing is, as you were saying, like how much personality can you show through just one image? Yeah. So it just that you're building different blocks, different foundations, and you know your logo might be there. The colors that you choose, the photos that you have—it's all building blocks into creating, you know, this sort of brand persona. So it all—it will basically the sum of it will hopefully at some point reach, um, you, you know, the person that you are looking to serve. But and we have different ways of of going about it. Yeah, I think the I would say the key thing is don't take it too seriously. Have fun with it. I think that's often if you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself, that's often when we are at our most authentic. Yeah, it's when we're like worried or like super conscious or like worried that it's not like this or it's not like that. That's often when we fall fall um, to like what those stereotypes might be of like projecting a specific image. Yeah, I love that. I love everything you've shared now because this this clarifies things so much. And uh, I will repeat uh, for my listeners the one point that you made as you were clarifying your stand on this, that a person has so many characteristics, so many personality traits. Sometimes X personality trait needs to be highlighted more than Y personality trait. And sometimes you have to like buff up a little a fewer few features of yourself for the benefit of certain mm -hmm. people and then perhaps tone them down for the benefit of others that yeah that's something I, I learned today and that's that's I guess that's okay to do in fact we do that all the time as a daughter I'm very different than how I am as a friend than how I'm as a sister sense that makes sense I don't know if my listeners are thinking that they already knew it or am I just learning this amazing thing or am I the last one to the party I don't know well, I mean we all learn in different ways I think as well I mean I until I said it I don't even know if I'd necessarily thought of it in that way I think this is why it's really important to have conversations like this that's why you have designers and you have branding and that's the, the beautiful part of it so I love that okay what do you love about being a designer working with the brands and what, according to you, like this one is, I think, complicated because there's so much conversation around this going on now. What goes into creating a successful brand? Oh, that is a hard one. <laughs> there are so many different moving pieces. Um, let me start with the slightly easier questions. What do I love about being a designer? I think for me, it's there is something about being involved in like making something and then like seeing it out in the world um, and being a part of that process yeah. that feels... I don't know, it just gives you a sense of achievement. Um, I love the ability to be creative. I also love the ability to, of like, 
you know, as a designer, also getting into the weeds of certain things. Like I don't lean too much into like data and like stats, but sometimes you have to at least look at it in like a kind of overall sense. Um, and I think the, you know, the arenas just changed so much in the last few years. Things are moving so quickly. I mean, the pandemic as well, like just blew everything up in a certain way. And like, you know, suddenly nobody shops in person anymore. Everyone only shops um, via e-commerce. So it, it's just changed the field. And I think what I love as my role is just being a part of that journey and kind of, you know, being able to help people to, you know, be able to find their way through all of these different changes that are happening, stay super nimble and create longevity in their in their brands um, and the collaboration process. And I think the other thing that I really love is also working with brands who I can see and feel and making a difference and doing good. And um, that feels very special to me. There are other entities that I work with where I can see that really like deep community change that's happening. Um, so that feels very special to me. So it's it's very multi-layered to be in the position that I am, to be able to work with the kind of clients that I do um, and to, yeah, just have grown this career out of something very, that was like so unexpected and quite organic. Um, to the second part of your question, how to build a successful brand. I think, I personally think it really starts with the product or the offering there has to be some substance in that. Like you can't just, I think you can just wake up one day and be like, I wanna create a notebook line and I'm just gonna have like the most simple notebook and I'm gonna put some amazing branding to it. I, I don't think that will, it doesn't matter how good the branding is if the product isn't unique or have a particular, like, or have a unique aspect to it or serve a particular um, like niche target, I think. Yeah, I think it really starts with the product. It really starts with the offering. It also really is important to understand the audience. There's no point in creating products that no one wants. So it's really like, do I really understand what my target audience wants, what they're looking for, how they want to shop, what are their values? Um, how can I ensure that my company um, or my brand speaks to those values. And then the other piece to that is the storytelling piece. I don't think, as much as I've said, like the product and the offering are really important, but the person as well behind that and the story, how they you right. know, built up this brand or created these products. And if there is like a really strong storytelling element, which I think the best brands often do um, have, I think it's like those multiple pieces. And then on top of that, once you've got those kind of like foundational pieces, and you bring on a designer or a design team to then like, you know, really elevate and kind of translate all of that information, all of those tangible qualities into something that is like a visual identity, then that's like, um, that's like another added layer. Um, and then there's another layer, which I'm not involved in at all, which is to do with like operations, customer service, and that is all also branding. It's like, right. you're still interacting with your client so it doesn't stop at like a really beautiful Instagram post or a beautiful package that you've received in the post it's also like what's the aftercare something happened to the product that I bought and I contact the brand are they going to receive me as like a valued customer and client and if they are I'm going to come back and buy again um, it's much harder to attract a new client than it is to 
retain um, existing clients. So you, it's really important to, again, build equity with those existing clients too. So as I say, it's so multi-layered. Um, I think there's probably like a hundred <laughs> other things that uh, will go into building a successful brand, but I think that's it. I think the other thing that's also really important, especially as times change so quickly, is not feeling too restricted in what your brand is and the look and feel of it. I think it's really important to stay true to what it what has been created and stay consistent. But I think also lean into the idea that you as a brand are also gonna grow and evolve and it is a moving piece. So I think I've also seen some founders feel really like, um, just don't wanna give up. I mean, it's their baby, I get it, but they won't like, change their mindset about a specific piece or maybe their logo because they're like but i had that logo and i created it at that point and it's like but yeah. it doesn't work anymore like we really need to to kind of change and that's not to say like you change with every marketing trend it's more to like change to suit the business or the brand yeah you are talking to one such person i i can be such a grandma when it comes to <laughs> like giving up on anything that i i think i take authenticity too far like <laughs> there is no marketing bit to it it's all just honest to god truth and take it or leave it attitude i, I don't think that can fly <laughs> <laughs> but this is something i'm eager to learn from you uh how do you like creativity creative work is so personal to us right so how do you handle negativity when that comes your way i'm sure there are clients who uh, as you said like there are some clients who are very stubborn about some things i'm sure yeah. sometimes then their feedback is not exactly what you want to hear uh, stuff like that how do you handle that kind of negativity um i mean you just have you just keep growing a thicker and thicker skin you might cry a little bit and be like oh my god i put so much time and energy into that and I really loved it. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a tough part of being of the job, but I think you also, in the same way, you know, people get negative feedback about their products or their brands, or whatever, you can't take things too seriously. Like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, this is really upsetting, but I'm not, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not a rocket scientist. Like this is, branding and it's important in the scheme of it but it's not like the vn and end all and if someone doesn't like something they don't like it i love it it's still art in some way um i think the other thing that i always try and do is to sort of disassociate too of like there is this creative process but as i say like and i always do look at it like i'm creating something beautiful and like it is artistic in a way, but it's also super functional. It has to work. Someone has to love it. The clients have to love it. The audience has to love it. And I think sometimes when you have almost that checklist of like what function is it um, providing and how it, it lessens the kind of creative element of it, like there is some strategy that goes into it. So it's easy to associate. It's not like I've created a beautiful artwork that I love and then like taken it to a gallery and they're like, this is terrible. I think that would hurt a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> um, like when comparing that, like different artistic processes. So yeah, it's it's tough, I'm not gonna lie. I saw a great meme the other day of someone saying like, when you've created a amazing um, proposal or presentation and you're like, you love it so much and the client comes back to you and is like, oh great, thank you. Like really <laughs> understated and not like, yeah, oh, like yeah. I just love this. Like that also, that sometimes hurts even more than the ones where it like, they don't like it. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. it didn't yeah. even 
it didn't even register like sometimes you want people to love or hate but nothing in the middle of like that's nice <laughs> yeah like you want to go like I don't think you you've really seen what I'm showing let me go through this again with right. you <laughs> But honestly, to me, criticism around creative work has never made sense. Like I know people criticize movies and songs and paintings and uh, design. And to me, it's like this is somebody's perspective on this whole thing. This is somebody's vision. You create your own vision. I, to me, it doesn't make sense. Why are we criticizing someone's vision? It's their freaking vision. Yeah. You know, we can't all have the same vision because if we did, life would be fucking boring. Absolutely. Every piece of art would be pointless. Yeah. You know, agree. I've never understood why people criticize creative work. Mm -hmm. I think actually that's why I was like not creative when I was younger because I didn't, I remember like being in English class and we're having to like write an essay on like how someone's using alliteration or like, I don't know, but all of those things. And I was just like, but was this person really writing that like you know did they really write this poem and like that was their thought or did they just write from the heart and create something really beautiful to them and why do we have to sit and analyze it I think I yeah, yeah and the same with art I think I always was like I just didn't understand like how some people got A's in art and other people got like not very good marks or how you could say somebody was artistic or not I get it like some people have a specific talent but I think especially with children I yeah. don't like the idea of Absolutely. people a judgment on creativity yeah, absolutely um i would like to ask you if there are any resources you want to recommend to the listeners people who are in the process of creating brands but not just for them to learn about creating brands but for them to create authentic brands are there any resources that can help them walk that fine line that we talked about yes i would say i think there are some amazing educators around the subject um there's an educator who I really respect. She's called The Brand Stylist, um, Fiona Humberston. She has loads of courses on finding clarity, you know, um, brand clarity, brand vision, and goes into a lot of detail, I think, and also just has so many resources on her website. I think that would be a really great place um, to start. Uh, there are, I'm trying to think of the name, there are quite a few, um, different podcasts. There's actually an influencer, so, like it's so sad I just heard that she passed away That's yesterday terrible. um but she was like one of the first people I think on Instagram that really developed that kind of like very beautiful styled artistic way of like storytelling through photos um she was called uh, Beth Kirby um her her blog is the lo is local milk and I think her the podcast series that she did is still up but she interviews loads of different creators about kind of like creating authentic brands finding balance finding clarity and I would really recommend reading that or just trying to absorb as much of her work that's out there because she really was like a really beautiful creative soul I did a I went on a retreat with her in Paris um maybe like five or six years ago. And it profoundly changed how I thought about my business, how, you know, I just changed so many different things and like ways of looking at um, creativity and uh, pricing. Um, yeah, just building a brand, building a, a, an authentic brand. She was really um, true to that. So I think that would be a, a great resource. I also want to ask you, like, is if you were only allowed to give one advice to your audience to help them live a better life, a life that creates some degree of impact on the world, what advice would you give them? Be of service, I think, is a really important one. I think when you think about the brand you're creating or um, 
the service offering just like think about is this going to be of service to someone and how can i be of that and that's not to say to not make money or anything like that like you can be of service and still make a living um but i think that's an important factor into it and and have fun enjoy yourself yeah the more you enjoy yourself the more joy that comes out of your work i think often that's when what touches people a lot that was the amazing Neokama. If you want to know more about our guest or you want to explore the resources mentioned during the episode, the links will be in the episode description. If you want to dive into similar content, you can find it on my website, pratimera.com. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it. I'll be back next week. Till then, please do take care of yourself.